You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you. With professional-grade industrial supplies, count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Well, Matt, fellow adventurers, okay, it's time to do the seventh Proving Grounds adventure. Now, this one doesn't conclude... So, so we're gonna sort of end on a cliffhanger, you know, in this episode or maybe the next one. But it's pretty much the only thing we haven't done yet. The proving it, I had to go behind a blue door to get here. The Proving Grounds series two. Only the bravest adventurers, those seeking to test their steel and prove their metal, need proceed any further. Uh, and here, here's the list of adventures. There's only one so far. This is a very long-term project. Seeking the final piece of the emblazoned key, the symbol that will unlock the deepest reaches of Wackenar's mad. Your quest first leads you to Quillbog, a small settlement snug between the vast and ancient Serbian forest and the perilous Belsong Slough. View this adventure. Seeking the final piece of the emblazoned key. The symbol. Yep. Alright. Part 1. The Silver Shaft. Just after dawn. At the end of the stony path. Leading away from the village. Of Amblethorn's main thoroughfare. In the small house. With the lone window. And the green door. The rough hewn table wobbled. As the man, as the man seated in it. Wrote furiously his hurried script filling one of the last empty pages in the small, tattered journal. Every so often, he stopped to re-ink and blot his quill, each time, but, but pausing before again taking up his task, as, give, as if giving careful consideration to the continuation of the whole rushed enterprise. He wrote about her. He wrote about the three of them. He wrote about where he was going and what he prayed he would find there. He wrote the names of people and places he never before dared to utter, embroiling each in the fog fog of a dangerous business he knew that knew few certainties. 
He wrote about how gloomy and quiet the little house seemed now that it was all but empty, and how he couldn't span, spend, stand to spend another day within sight of it. He wrote until he filled the page and then set down his quill. Seemingly satisfied, he closed his journal and slipped in into a deep pocket stitched into the inside of his vest. He rose from the table and peered out of the house's only window, a round, grimy portal that overlooked an untended garden and a narrow path that parted as it wandered out to join the lane. The ache in his lungs that, as if returned last night, was slightly worse this morning. He knew he needed to put the discomfort out of mind if he was to have any chance of completing the first leg, what seemed, even at its outset, a doomed endeavour. He trapped, tapped twice on the window still, still and, and then again, as he diligently tried to picture the provisions he had packed. He was confident they were lasting, but he had long since realised he preferred leaving room for a small, healthy bit of doubt in even his most well-thought-out schemes. Turning from the window, he walked to the door and grunted as he hoisted a leather bag to his shoulder. The pack was heavy, heavier than he anticipated, but it was a burden to which he would become accustomed. After a while, he would hardly notice its weight. That's how it always been. He reasoned that that this journey, despite its many peculiarities, would ultimately prove to be no different than countless others he now struggled to remember. One wary step at a time would see him through to the end. Or so he hoped. After all, it was a long and difficult road from Amblethorne to Weglegs Hall. What is this? Is it is this scavenger who we've just who who's just done this scene? That that would explain things, because he's just about the only person who's travelled all the way to Weglegs Hall. Okay. In the common room of the Silver Shaft, an inn on the road between Twithick and Merksprawl. If Ayla sighs, she drums her fingers against the splintering surface of the table and glances towards the door. Despite the familiar repetition of her tapping, the echo din din that fills the crowded con room has made it impossible for you to determine the within she's diligently been trying to achieve. The golden-haired young woman looks up at you and shrugs. Again, indicating you see certain what has detained the man for whom you're waiting. The woman you've come to know and trust during your quest to complete the key will unlock the lowest levels of Wagner's mag- labyrinth. Seems agitated and a bit nervous, still fidgeting. She has to see the mark adorning your left whisk, the upper and lower third of Attackerback, two of the three parts of the emblazoned key. You hold out your hand and lean against the table, squinting as she carefully studies the symbol. Smiling faintly, she sinks back into her chair, then asks, and not for the first time, if you fail any difference since acquiring the mark. You're doing something truly Her voice fades away and her eyes flash to the door. She studies a young, unshaven man who's just entered. The man, his eyes fixed on the fireplace behind you, 
moves a broad wind, weather stained hat, revealing a mop of dark, tangled hair. He promptly turns and strolls in your direction. As he draws up to the table, he nods first at Emnit Halia and then at you. So you're the one, he says, raising an eyebrow. He takes a seat and signals for ale. I don't envy what's ahead for you. If indeed it's you who's to go into those caves. Not with what I know. You might want to reconsider getting tangled up with Emily and a sorry lot. Just a bit of fun, of course. But Emily knows that. She'll pretend otherwise. Well, here I am. Back at last. A bit later than I planned, but it's, but it's hard to be precise with these things. Silver shaft ale. Not much good ale in Quillbog. Not much good anything come to that. The man introduced himself as Tarlin. He told you that he has come from Quillbog, a settlement on the outskirts of Bellsog Slough, a vast swamp just below the southern edge of Silborn Forest. Before he could continue his encounter, Patch, the innkeeper, arrives and sets down three flagons. Tarlin presses a small pouch of gold into his hand. Patch smiles and thanks the young man before moving off to attend to the quest of his other patrons. Emily Taylor frowns. An entire pouch? You might try to draw less attention to yourself, she asks. Did spoils of the road? Did you rob the coach in Quillbog? Tarlin grins and shakes his head. He lifts his flagon, winks first at you, then at Emily Tara, and then proceeds to the doubt nearly half of the thick, sweet ale filling the sturdy vessel. He gently places the flagon on the table and belches, immediately excusing himself. There's the coach out of Quillbrook, he says, mocking a, mocking a frown. And if there were, it's doubtful it would be proved worth the effort, you know. It really is a shame that some people choose to live in such a matter. Yes, pitiful is how I would describe it. Coolbox quite the wretched hole, if I'm to be honest. Well, you know all about how you and I both appreciate hon- honesty, Emily. Not all folks are gran- granted the benefit of selecting their circumstances, retorts Amy Tyler, clearly annoyed. I wonder that you don't find it shameful to think like that. You should. You know, says Tarlin, glancing at you, she's white. I poke fun at you. Fun at it, but it's all very grim. I'm not without heart. Or are those among the present company somewhat wanting for a sense of humour? I suppose not much can be done about it, through. At least, not at this sitting. Ah, but let me return to what I was saying. Ah, yes, I've just come from Kurobok, where I found out about the caves. And scavenger. You, gl- you cast a glance at Amy Tower, attempting to gorge her reaction, but the young woman's intense glaze unfinctioningly trained on Tarlin, reveals nothing. So, she says slowly, seemingly endeavouring to retain her composure. Something has come of your little excursion after all? What did you find out? Making no effort to answer her question, Tarlin calls for more ale. He swiftly focuses attention on a serving girl, toiling to wake a pile of embers from the fireplace. Emletaria, a gaze never straining from the young man, seems momentarily lost in thought. Tarling turns back to the table, tells you a handful of people in Quillbog, the few who are willing to talk with him, recalls seeing Jeblik within 
the last couple of months. According to what he learned, Jebbik came to Silbog, seeking to acquire something that will allow him safe passage into the depths of Mawamog. You recall him, Aunt Haley's description of the poisonous air that fills the caves, making any attempt to enter them a perilous, if not utterly foolhardy endeavour. He's been in there at least once, quite recently, says Tarlin, quickly darting a look in the direction of the fire. The caves aren't easily supplied, supplied, mind. The air, if you don't know, what I'm certain you do is poisonous. No one dares set foot inside. We even get too near to its mouth. Well, no, except old Jibbic. The scavenger found a way past all that, but not on his own. Some helped him with it. Someone in Krulbok. Oh, and you'll no doubt be interested to know that the young lady in town... A fetching vision, if you'll permit me, pointed me in the precisely the right direction. It's all now falling into place, isn't it? It's really a pity I don't know more about this whole affair. If I did, I'd prove even more I might prove even more useful. Tarlin looks back towards the fireplace, just as the serving girl returns with a soot blackened bucket bucket and a small pile of wags, he sighs. Tarlin who helped him? Emmetola's tone, soft but firm, betrays her ebbing patience. Look at me and answer me. The affair you mentioned has already cost me dearly. More than you'll ever know. You best have something more for us. Suddenly, a sudden and rather profound transformation in Skorovatanum. He frowns and holds up a glittering silver wing. He places it on the table and, using only his index finger, slides it over to you while staring at Amit Hara. I've got something called the Wing of Maramog. Let's have a look at it. This glittering silver wing was given to you by an associate Amit Hara, a man named Tarlan. According to what he told you, the wing is one of two such bands imbued with magic that will allow you to survive the poisonous air that fills the caves of Maramog. Well, that's convenient. Honestly, I thought I'd have to go through a whole lot of bother to survive those caves. But that also means Scavenger's got one of those. One of those wings. So for all I know, he's gone into the cave, found the found part of the key, and left already. Although, hmm, there's a pretty decent chance if these keys are like any of the other keys, there's going to be all sorts of monsters and traps and, and tricks and puzzles guarding the keys. And while he's probably all right at traps and puzzles... I don't think Jibbert the scavenger is particularly good at monsters. So maybe he's been stumped by that. I mean, that's pretty much my only hope. You're very welcome, he said, his gaze fixed on the young woman. Scavenger had one just like that. The same young lady who told me, told me who it was that helped Jibbert, told me about the wing. She said that the man who gave him the wing had another just like it. And believe me, it took just a bit of persuading to get him to give it up. Well, don't worry too much about it over it, of course. 
He's no worse for his small bits of trouble. I may not be so hand, fond of the heavy-handed tactics you and yours are accustomed to, but my own ways pull through. When given a chance, well, there it is. A long way to go and a found destination at woe. Rose end for that little bit of silver. I hope it helps. Emily Tala asks to see the wing and studies it closely. She hands it back to you and Tar and asks Tarlane about the wing. Let you breathe in the caves, he says, shrugging. Breathe without dying, that is. I thought that might have been obvious. In any event, Scavenger had one, and now you have the other. And how could we be certain of it, Sandy Mithara? How do we know this wing does what you believe it to? What am I to say, he says, throwing up his hands. I didn't actually go into the caves to verify the claim. It'd take far more than you've paid me to even consider that. I don't think I was lied to, if that's what you mean. The man who yet lent me the wing, and yes, I did say he could have it back at some point, looked, looked at me as if I was old Wooney himself. I believe he thought I meant to kill him. He might have saved himself a couple of nasty of lumps if, if he'd been at all reasonable. They're all like that down in Quillbog, though. A very unpleasant place. Home to a very stubborn, unpleasant what? Lot. Lot. It was good. Emily Tyler closes her eyes and holds up her hand, signalling for Tarlanian to fall silent. The young man stops speaking, pushes back his dangling locks and smiles. The old woman then asks him if he knows what has become of the scavenger. Yes and no, he said. He went in, and from what I've been able to gather, he never came out. It seems he left, it seems he left something rather important in the keeping of, a ma- of the man who lent me the wing, something of a personal nature. And he never came back to return the wing or pick up his important something. Oh... One can only imagine he met some horrible end in there. At least, that's what I imagine. I'd be lying if I said I wasn't the least bit curious about what could he, he could have been seeking in those caves. Must have been something of great value, but what? I'd wager the two of you already know about it. Know all about what it is, don't worry. I'm not going to ask. I've no mind to go poking about in there. Not for all the treasure in the world. Not even with one of those wings. Not ever. You certainly remember the map scavenger stole from Fort Ironwind. According to Weglegged, the map not only detailed the location of the cave, but also led to the last piece of the symbol you seek. Along a perilous path through the gifts of Malamog. With no desire to reveal anything related to either your adventure on Mount Carwagon or Weglegged's soldier Mac. You asked, you asked what Tarlan if he can tell you how to get to the caves. He nods. There are a handful of folk in Krulbog who know where to find the caves, he says. You don't need a map for that, not really. It is, however, the last thing I've got for you. No need to thank me for it, Emily. Here, it shows the way from Krulbog to Mawamog, more or less. I honestly can't think of a more depressing journey. You just need need to mind your step in the bog, though. So I dare say you don't need to be told told that. Tarlin hands you a furled piece of paper. You roll it and discover its worn surface. There's a well-drawn, drawn, detailed map 
showing her path from Quillbog to the mouth of the hidden caves. According to the various markings on the map, it appears the caves are no more than five miles from town. In Metalia, who's moved around the table to examine the map, gives Talane a surprise move. Look. Talane's map. View. This well-drawn map details the path which, Car- which Talane took from Quillbog through Bellsong South to the caves of Malorg. You went to the caves? Yes. I'm surprised. I don't doubt that you are. He had a she says, I had a guide mind, a very helpful guide. I don't, I, don't, I don't suppose you've already forgotten about the young lady I've been mentioning? She knows her way about the area, to say nothing else of what she knows. She suggested drawing up a map. I figured it wouldn't hurt. I got close enough to see where they were, but no closer. So, and so, there you have it. I hope the map helps. Emmett Harler quickly examines the map before shooting Tarlane a questioning look. The young man shrugs. I just went there to see what... What was what, he says. I saw nothing anywhere of Jibbic, if that's what you got from that. And he already told you. I didn't get that close. I didn't go in. A serving girl rises at the table and sets a flagon down in front of Tarlane. He smiles at her and presses a gold token into her hand. Then... Flashing a broad grin, he gowns the ale and sets the vessel on the table. The serving girl, girl glancing at you, rolls her eyes before turning and moving away. I suppose you've had enough of me, says Tarlan, placing his hands on the edge of the table and pushing back his chair. Even I've had enough of me. I've nothing more to tell you. If you're determined to go there, you have to figure out what else there is on your own. You've got the wing, you've got the map, and you know just what I know. I'd wager that you'll find Scavenger, or what's left of him, in those caves. Emily, always a grand pleasure, until we next meet. Tarlan rises and dons his hat. He tips his weathered brim at you and Emily Tarlan, before turning and striding out of the inn. When he's gone, Emmett Hurley sighs and shakes her head. It's difficult to consider... To consider he hasn't won a foul of someone or won a foul of someone or something with less patience for his anxiety he says. He's very good at what he does, Soup, but please heed what I'm about to tell you. If it, if at any time during what lies ahead you should encounter him, or anyone who seems it might be him, do not afford him the benefit of any doubt. He has served his purpose and our association with him is done. Any further interest he might take in our affairs will surely come at our expense. Should it prove necessary, I will deal with Tarlanen. Following Tarlanen's exit, you spend the next small while conversing with Emily Taylor. It decided that you will immediately strike out for Quillbog alone and seek out the caves into which Scavenger disappeared. There, with any luck, one way or another, you will attempt to tend to acquire the third and final piece of the emblazoned key. I wish we knew more, says Amy Harler, leaning back in her chair. I wish we had Wegleg's lap. I wish you knew where in the cave to find the symbol. I wish we knew what became a scavenger. I wish there was an easy road ahead. I wish Grimback were here with us. He never liked Harlan, you know. 
Henrik Erla clears her throat and asks if you're ready. I don't don't question anything about about you, Zoo, she says. Please don't mistake my reason for asking. I simply refuse to presume on your behalf. I know you have your own stake in all of this, yet what we what I have asked of you is more than I would ever care to admit. You tell her she needn't worry, and you're ready to embark immediately. She nods, glancing towards the door, before turning back to face you. Emmett Tala, in a tone that borders on apologetic, tells you that Talanen, despite his youth and brass demeanour, is a valued agent whom she and his cohorts have frequently employed on a variety of difficult tasks. You learn, however, that she maintains an instinctive distrust of the young rogue. He's quite skilled and has yet to seriously cross us, he says, but he's be kept at a distance and watched. He is, after all, not unlike the man knows trail he followed to Grilbog. He and Scavenger are man are men of similar professions. Professions and makes. The fact that he returned on scales from Grilbog leads me to leave, believe that Scavenger met his end in Maramog. Jem Blickardmore would have known he was being sought and asked after. Very little escapes the careful webs he casts. He surely must have known that we would set someone after him following his act of betrayal at Fort Ironwind. That Scavenger didn't make an attempt at Tarlin, Emnitala tells you, leads her to believe that he was either dead or gone before the young man reached Quilbog. The Jubik's alive, it's inconceivable as I find the notion. He's certainly no longer in Maramog, she says, the sudden intensity of her gaze making you feel uneasy. It would make our task very difficult indeed if he's acquired the last piece of the symbol and fled with it. I don't dare to even consider that. In fact, we must not. It won't do us any good. Emmetalo again glances at the door before continuing. Please understand, Zoop. You must have no qualms about killing him, should such an encounter take place. Scavenger, I mean. Jibicard Moore is a dangerous man whose reputation is well earned. He can neither be trusted nor discounted. He is, above all else, cold-blooded and lethal. Hardly... A dashing, flighty thief depicted in his sad tales that seek to glorify his exploits. Describing as a deceitful, murderous brigand is much nearer the mark. You ask Emily Hari about the journey that lies ahead. The young woman, now frequently eyeing the door, speaks quietly as she provides you with a detailed account. Emily Tyler tells you to reach Krulbog. You will need to travel to the southern edge of Silborn Forest. There, on the outskirts of Belsong Slough, the vast swamp that separates the ancient woods from the plains and hills to the south. You will use the map given to you by Tarlin to find the caves of Malmok. Then, somewhere in the poisonous depths of, depths of the cave, you seek to acquire the last remaining piece the marking that now adorns your left wrist. The key that will allow you to descend into the deepest reaches of Wackinar's mad. Krulbog may be the obvious place from which to stage your excursion into the swamp, she says. But I wonder, is it wise to go there at all? 
the town is likely being watched. As you know, Scavenger wouldn't be the only one interested in affairs, but it's doubtful that Tarlalen's visit went unnoticed. But who's to say? I think you'll need to decide that for yourself. Emily Tarla sighs and tells you, apparently reluctantly, that she can no longer work her magic to swiftly teleport you to your destination. Ever since our little episode with Lu- with the Lunawek, found my powers depleted, he says. Some of them are altogether gone. I hope nothing, nothing similar has befallen you. Well, that's indeed a relief. Perhaps I'll recover them, but I'm not sure. Anyway, that brings to mind a very important question. Do you have a horse? Will you tell her that you do? She nods. Still... Perhaps you'll like to take a look at him. Come on, she's in the stable. Bound for the stables, the two of you just begin to wise out of your stair, your chairs, when Emmett Harley's eyes widen and she promptly sits back down. Zoop! There he is. Emmett Harley's voice sinks into a harsh whisper as her eyes dart across the common room. A man in a dark tunic steps through the front door and takes a seat on a bench. You only vaguely recognise the man. One why you do not recall the attire, you feel as if you can almost place his face. It's Talonane, whispers Emidhar, his eyes fixed on the man. I didn't expect him to be so bold as to return this quickly. Of course, we may not be part of whether a scheme he's hatched. I don't know for certain he has any interest in our affairs, but we need to be careful. There, he's leaving. We also need to leave. Now, he watches the man in the dark tunic, who now seems to bear only the slightest resemblance to Talalain, steps out of the inn. After several minutes have passed, the two of you wise and make your way out of the silver shaft into the bright, reassuring sunlight of a crisp autumn afternoon. There is no sign of the man in the dark tunic. Tolain is quite adept at altering his appearance, says Emily Tala, speaking to- spot softly as the two of you move away from the inn. I'll do what I can to see you does not interfere with your mission. Maybe he intends no malice. But I'm allowed to use the past but if I'm allowed to use the past as any sort of measure, his presence, regardless of his intention, would certainly only prove a hindrance. Disastrous one of that. Just be watchful. Well, that that Talon is really good at disguise. In the stables, Emmett Harler polite, carefully looks over horse your horse. She nods approvingly and tells you it's unlikely you'll need what she was going to offer you. This is a grand horse, he says, petting your steed's neck. You can have a look at the horse I've brought for you if you like. She's a good strong horse, but no stronger than yours. Take a look at the horse now. How many horses do I have right now? Just one. Take a look at the horse. Emily promptly fetches a gallant great mare. The somewhat spirited animal instantly calms as he strokes his broad neck. This is Coristar, query for Query for short. She's a grand horse, she says, handing you the reins. 
she'll bear you without falter. She's yours for your journey, if you wish it. If you take her, please look after her. She and her sister have been dear friends of mine for quite some time. You needn't worry. I'll see that your horse is well tended until you return. So I can accept this new horse or politely decline. I'm just gonna I'm gonna keep Stormgate with me. Because Stormgate is a horse worthy for a thane. And also I don't wanna go on a whisk Imnitalia losing anyone else that, that she cares about. Politely decline. Mitala nods. She again compliments you in your horse. So two of you make your way out of the stables. Standing in the long shadow of the stables, your backs against the worn timbers, and your eyes scanning the lane that runs past the inn and joins the pike, you and Emilitalia go over the details of your mission for the final time. From the silver shaft you are to head south, skirting the shore of Moonlire Lake, before passing through the vast Serbian forest. Near to where the ancient highway runs out of the southern reaches of the Golden Wood, you'll find the town of Quilbog, south of Quilbog, in the sprawling mire known as Belong Sal. You'll seek out the caves of Malmog, and ultimately the last piece of the emblazoned key. Scavenger remains an uncertain bit of all of it, says Emilit Harlow. If he hasn't yet found what he went into Malmog to claim, then his fate is of little concern. He has found it, and was able to take possession of it. You will have to do whatever is necessary, of course. But as I've already said, with what we now know, he's like he likely came to some end in those caves. We must take care the same does not happen to you. For some time, you and Emnit Harlia remained next to the stables, observing the fairly steady stream of patrons, patrons flowing in and out of the silver shaft. Neither of you spots anyone who looks like Tarelen, and after a while, Emnit will even confess she's no longer certain the man in the dark tunic was him. You cannot linger here, not even for the night, she says, so two of you are prepared to part ways. Yes, because of Tarlin and, well, everything else. We are perhaps in no greater danger than we are right now, standing together. But I, of course, need to remind you of the Twisted Gate. I have to return to Migsbrook, as, un as unpleasant a thought as that is. But please, don't think I'm comparing my next endeavour to yours. wouldn't dare. Your world is one I would not. Your world is one I'd wish upon no one. Just be certain you come back safely. You can leave word for me here with Patch, the innkeeper, on your return. You can be trusted. Well, not with the stew. Without warning, Emily Taylor leans in and kisses you softly on the cheek. She slowly withdraws, blowing back a strand of chair, hair, dangling over her eyes. We we. You really ought to be more on your guard, she says, smiling. You can't always trust that the intent behind such a gesture will be as pure as mine. Thank you for everything, Zoop. Ebbett Harlow again wishes you luck, 
and reminds you to take care. She tells you she will briefly step back into the inn to leave a message with Pat, Pat, with Pat and, she, and she will wait for you to depart before leaving. You bid her farewell and watch as the young woman, after hesitating for just a moment, walks slowly back towards the inn. She when reaches the doorstep, turns and looks at looks at you and nods before slipping aside once more as at the parting as at your parting at the sounding oak you're overcome with the urge to go after her to protect her from a nameless lurking danger a dire peril both intimate and profound the sense of urgency that nearly spurs you to action suddenly evaporates leaving you with only a nagging unsettled feeling suddenly such a nice afternoon. Don't you don't you fancy a day like today? Your voice, the voice to your left, startles you, instinctively wary. You swiftly turn and find yourself face to face with an old man. His back bent as if burdened with a heavy load. The white-haired man, clad in worn, dated finery, and leaning on a sturdy claim, cane, produces a bundle of black cloth which he drops at your feet. Have a look at them, good sir, he says, his broad smile exposing a mouthful of rotten teeth. Using his cane, the old man folds back the edges of the black bundle, revealing three curious objects, crafted out of twigs tied with twine. A sword, a shield, and a crown. Go on, take one of them, he says, still smiling. One will bring you luck, one will bring... Bring defeat to your enemies, and the other will bring ruin upon you. Take only one of them. Okay, so I've got some options here. I can use divination. Ask the old man about the strange objects. I could take the twine, twig and twine sword, the twig and twine shield, the twig and twine crown, or refuse to take any of the objects. Okay, what does divination reveal? Is this just a crazy old man? Or does he actually have, you know, powers and stuff? It succeeded. 8x speed to divination. You sense the old man is not what he seems. However, you also sense what he has told you is true. Okay, I want a bit more information. The old man laughs. He stabs the edge of his cane into the dirt. It fixes you with a somewhat unpleasant stare. Take one of them, he says, his tone subtly unfriendly. I wish only to hope a fellow traveller. The road is a dangerous pl- take place. Take one of them. Oh dear. Hmm. Hmm. So do I take this? I could, I could refuse to take them, but that would involve me having less stuff. Sword, shield, or crown? Hmm, I think shield. I'll go for shield. You take the twig and twine shield. After briefly examining the curious object, you place it in amongst your other belongings. I've got a twig and twine shield. Zero encumbrance. This small shield, crafted out of twigs wrapped with twine, was given to her by an old man outside the Silver Shaft Inn. Oddly enough, with the small shield now in your possession, you find yourself unwilling to even consider parting with it. Well, I just hope I got the right one. Or 
or one of the, or I didn't get the one that will bring ruin upon me, because that, that would be awkward. If only more folk cared about such things, says the old man, again smiling. He quickly gathers the two remaining objects and wraps them back up in a black cloth. Then, without saying another word, he turns and shuffles off towards the inn. When he reaches the front door, he pauses for a moment, twirls his cane, then disappears inside. Standing alone outside the stables, with the muffled din from the silver shaft pouring out onto the lane, you try to put your encounter with the old man out of mind, as you carefully contemplate the first step of your impending journey. A quest which you hope will ultimately provide you with the final piece of the symbol that adorns your wrist. As you turn, as your thoughts turn to the symbol, you gaze down at your wrist and study the strange marking. Suddenly, and profoundly aware of its significance, the spread wing silhouette of the fearsome bird of prey, resting snug against your flesh, missing only its middle portion. Is the mysterious key with which you hope to unlock the secrets long ago buried beneath the mists of Fogbar. And that, fin that finishes this part of it. And that unlocks the next one. I also get 64 experience to general. Because like, like all the other Proving Grounds adventures... You start off with some pretty modest rewards, and then, well, we don't get to the end. But when we finally do get to the end, there'll probably be some huge rewards for the final scenarios. We're probably talking 1,000 all skills and powers XP sort of things. Probably several loads of those. When we get to the end, which will be quite a way off, because it turns out there's a lot of things we got to do first. There's the... Well, we... Uh, let's see. we got to finish the Whispered Madness Saga. we got to go to Zarfamore and Arkandor. Maybe not all of the stuff there, but a lot of it. And then... Then we can... can then this bit can finally finish. And then we can go into the lowest levels of the mad. But that will be a while. Because, I mean, this stuff doesn't write itself, does it? Alright, so the next part is called Bard Crossing. And well, we, we've got we're 41 minutes now. So if we do the next part, that'll take us well over an hour. Okay, it's completed. Alright, go back. Go back. This is blue door, so you can access it from any blue door. Time to save. And so next time, we'll be going on to the part two. And until then, farewell, fellow adventurers. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. 
book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com.